Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. All right, guys, we are going to get started today. Welcome to our live coaching call. This is a call that you signed up to be coached ahead of time. So we are, I've been thinking about doing open coaching calls at some point where once a week, and I might do this when I launch the program in October, uh, but would love people's feedback in the comments, or you can email me hello at emilygibsoncoaching.com if you want to put your two cents in. But when I launched my program in October, I was thinking about having at least one day a week where we just have an open coaching call that you'd never have to sign up for. Like for example, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. is just a call that nobody signs up for. We just get on the call live and then you raise your hand if you want to be coached and I just get through as many people as possible in a 75 minute period. And the reason why I like the idea of doing it on Wednesdays is because it's the middle of the week. It's easy to remember that it's always Wednesday that's open. <laughs> and then Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday would be the scheduled sign up ahead of time. And the reason why I want to do this is because I still have people saying that the spots are going too fast or I'm at work and I can't get them, or I always forget when to sign up for them or things of that. And I want people to be excited about getting coached. And I want to remove frustration from the process of being able to get coached. So that's what I am thinking about doing. Some of the comments people are saying, I think that's a great idea. Love that idea. Fabulous. Love it. <coughs> uh, you have something so many people need. Thank you. Um, so I think we will maybe give that a trial run uh, in when I launched the program. There'll be some other enhancements. I just wrote out everything yesterday with my assistant. I'm so excited. I'll be telling you more about that in October. But October 20th, you need to mark your calendar with big stars that is the day that I'm going to launch the coaching program. So it will be completely free like it is right now until that day. And essentially the program will run really close to how it's running right now. There'll just be enhancements and more to it. So that's what I'm going to tell you about on October 20th, but it's going to be amazing. And I'm so excited to share it with you all and to take this community to an even higher level of value, because that is what I want to offer you. That's what I'm so excited about. So anyway, we'll get straight to coaching now. And we are going to start with Nan, and then we'll go to Brenda. Those are our two that signed up today. So Nan, if you unmute yourself, we can get started. <laughs> I'm in. I'm ready. All right. And I have like this weird prism on my face because of the way that the sun is hitting 
my uh, my diamond in the corner <laughs> of my office. So that will go away when the sun changes. But for now, it's just going to be right in the middle of my face, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's okay, all good. You're good. still pretty either way. Oh, well, thank you. What can I help you with today? I want to talk about IPA as a successful leader. All right. Well, you're sort of cutting out. I wonder if maybe turning off your video, even though I want to see your face. <laughs> oh, wait, you're fine now. Looks like let's just try it this way and see if it works. Okay. Okay. Yes, let's, well, yes, let's, for now, we'll try it. Okay. <clears throat> Did you hear what I said about the- um, You said IPA as a successful leader. Yeah, what does it look like in the day-to-day? Day okay, what does it look like in the day-to-day? -day? Uh, what results are you looking for? Well, um, I am strong in my recruiting personally, but growing a team um, has been a challenge. I've got a lot of dabblers, but no really business runners. Um, so I guess that's probably where, where I need to focus. I have been trying to be more open and share more about the business opportunity than I was previously. And so that's one change I've made. Um, but just, you know, getting business runners, building a team. Um, I've been with Plexus for seven years. I've just been working it full-time for a little over a year. Um, I have grown tremendously, but currently right now, I really have, like I say, no runners. I've just got a dab few dabblers here and there. Um, I have IPA sheet that I go by that I use, but I just sort of wanted to talk about the, the components of an IPA from a, from a successful leader's perspective. I have a question for you. Why do you have a lot of dabblers, but no runners? How does your brain answer that question? Well, most people have other jobs and other commitments and they've not really found the, um, I guess the, I'm not sure if it's passion or desire or what, like I have called for, you know, helping others find health and happiness. Um, it's not really a top priority to them. They randomly share here and there with friends and family. They might, you know, get enough to go silver. But other than that, they really aren't committed. I've got several people that have been with me since day one, since since I started seven years ago. But they aren't currently, you know, working the business. And why is that a problem? Why is because they're not, what, what is not a problem? You said most people have other jobs and commitments and it's not really a top priority, but other than that, they're not committed. Why is that a problem? Well, I, uh, like I say, I guess people are more about the guaranteed income that they can get from a job versus going out and thinking, well, you know, I can make, unlimited money with Plexus if I'm willing to do it, but they just haven't, like I say, they haven't gotten there. They're still, they'll do it when they can, when they have a little bit of extra time. And your brain is telling you that's a problem because why? 
because it hinders their growth or their desire to share or their, you know, their commitment. I so guess. what does that? So what does that have to do with you? Well, I have no control over it, uh, other than praying <laughs> that you know that they would catch that same vision and, and have the desire. Um, it just, like I say, it limits me to grow as far as a team. I mean, I'm still doing what I do as far as, like I say, I'm I'm a fair, I'm a pretty good recruiter, and um, but I can't do it alone. You know, it needs it needs to be a team effort. And I feel like I need, you know, a couple of three real strong runners that will help us to be successful as a team. Okay. Um, So I'm just going to put this in a model just for a minute to show you something. And then I'll answer your business question after. Okay. 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 Because I am such a huge believer that it's our thoughts that are truly holding us back. Right. We think it's our team, the people that aren't working, the people we haven't recruited, the people we haven't, the business builders that we can or cannot bring in. And to an extent, yes, that's true. However, it's in our thoughts that are keeping us from being able to do those things. And here's why. (laughs) When you have this thought, it limits me to grow as a team. It's a, this is a a thought that is a problem thought for you. It limits me to grow as a team. How does that make you feel when you think that? Um, It can be frustrating at times. I try to remain positive. I'm a very positive person and I'm grateful for everything that I have and for what we, what we've accomplished in the lives we have changed. Um, but it's a little frustrating because I do want to grow. Um, and so, like I say, it, it can be frustrating at times because I have no control over it. The only thing I can do is pray. I can't make them do, you know, do anything or handhold them. And I do a lot. I feel like I go above and beyond for a lot of my team members because I have more time than they do. I understand they are working jobs, their mom, their wives or whatever. <laughs> So I try to do a little extra to help, but I can't, you know, I can't do it all. Okay. So when you feel frustrated, when you think it limits me to grow as a team, meaning their lack of input limits you to grow as a team, would that be correct? That thought? Yes. And then you feel frustrated. And so when you feel frustrated, what I heard you saying, correct me if I'm wrong, you pray, you think about how you don't have control, you empathize with people about how you have more time and they don't. What else do you do when you're frustrated? When you think it limits them not, them not doing this limits me as a team. (coughs) Say that one more time. What else do you do when you're frustrated, when you're thinking them not doing the business limits you to grow as a team? I don't really know that I do anything else. You know, I'm, I constantly am reaching out to people. Like um, today I have 
a lady that I've been working with for the, she's on her second month and we've been working to try to get her three people. And I have really overly reached out to her and pretty much, you know, just said, let me help you make your posts. Let me help you with your three-way messaging to your people that you've reached out to. So I don't really know that I do anything outside of what we already discussed. So when you are frustrated, you reach out to them or you reach out, you, you pull yourself together and then you reach out from a different. Oh place. yeah. I don't ever reach out in a negative way. I, no, I don't know. I so remain when, positive okay. about it. When you're frustrated, what do you not do? <clears throat> Hold on just one second. Okay. The reason why I'm asking her this question is because most of the time we don't even realize what we're avoiding or what we're doing when we're feeling negative emotion. A lot of times we don't even realize what we're doing when we feel positive emotion. Typically though, when we feel a positive emotion, we tend to want to stay in it where when we feel a negative emotion, we're trying to do things to get out of it. Right. Right. Are you, are you back, Dan? I am. I am. Okay, sorry. Good. So the washing what, machine was doing crazy stuff. Oh, when you feel frustrated, what do you not do in your business? Well, I would never reach out in frustration. I would never share that with anyone. So it's almost like you're maybe resisting um, like you said, I don't reach out when I'm feeling frustrated. I would never do that. <clears throat> what, what would be wrong about, um, and I'm not saying it's right to do it. I'm really fascinated about what your brain is doing here, because if we can identify what it's doing here, it's going to give us a lot of answers uh-huh. and perspective, right? So when you said I would never reach out in frustration, why not? Because I don't want to appear negative. Okay. So resist the appearance of negativity. Mm-hmm. Would that be accurate? Yes. Okay. Anything else you're not doing when you feel frustrated? <laughs> I can't think of anything. I know that I have shared, not really in a frustration way or even in a negative way, but like I had somebody tell me the other day, she was off to a good start. And she sort of, when it got tough, she sort of gave up. She didn't, when it got, um, I guess, I don't know if tough is the right word, but, you know, facing challenges in her growing as a person and like she doesn't want to do lives. And, you know, there's several things that are hurdles for her. So she came back to me and she said that she wanted to give it another try. And so we were talking about things and she said she got frustrated because people were quitting on her. And I shared with her then, not out of frustration, but I shared with her, I guess, empathy for the fact that, do you realize if I gave up on all the people that have quit on me these last seven years, I wouldn't almost be emerald. Which is incredible perspective to share with someone who is just getting started, right? Right. right. (laughs) Because the more that we grow as leaders and the more obstacles that we have happen or have to overcome, 
the more wisdom, knowledge, and experience we gain that we can then pass on to someone else. It's what, it's, it's what money can't buy. Right. right. It's like, it's why you are asking me, what does it look like day to day as a successful leader IPA? Because you want to tap into the obstacles I've overcome in this. Right. And so right. hold on. Hey, Dean, close my door. Okay, bud. Okay. Hey. <laughs> I have one child home today, sick from school. He has bronchitis and an ear infection, but oh, he, no. After seven days of a fever, I finally took him to the doctor last night. I I sort of have like a seven day cutoff. If you haven't gotten over your (laughs) fever by day seven, it's time to go see if we need antibiotics, right? Mm -hmm. Like I I push it off as long as I can. (laughs) I've always done that with my kids too. Yeah. yeah. But day seven is like where that's sort of where rubber meets the road. It's the road. I agree. So last night at four o'clock, I was after all, after I was done working, I took him in. Anyway, he's feeling much better this morning. He'll be back in school tomorrow. But for today, we're going to hear children outside my office door. My apologies. That's okay. Well, you heard my washing machine because I have a mobile laundry service. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) How nice. Okay. So you have this business. I'm just going to review this model that we, that we sort of came up with here. And then I'll answer your question. But you have this business, this network marketing business. You've done it for seven years, right? Right. And you have this thought, um, or we could even say, I have I have a team for seven years, right? That the the circumstances, the facts. It's where all the boring stuff is. There's no drama. There's nothing exciting. It's all the boring stuff. So uh, my team has existed for seven years, right? And you think when you think about your team, your thought is it limits me to grow as a team, meaning them not being a runner limits me to grow as a team or them dabbling limits me to grow as a team. Okay. Mm -hmm. And when you have that thought, you feel frustrated. And when you feel frustrated, you pray, you think about how you don't have control you empathize about how you have more time and they don't, which is actually a new thought there, but I'm going to put it in the action line because it's what's going on in your brain while Mm -hmm. you're feeling frustrated. (coughs) You don't reach out to your team. Doesn't sound like, and I didn't ask you this, but do you make any Facebook posts when you're frustrated? Do you scroll social media when you're frustrated? I don't make any posts when I'm frustrated. No, so you, um, like I, you like don't I say, I'm. You don't post. Uh, you don't send. You don't. You don't send any new messages. You don't. You don't do any leader development. I wouldn't say that I have a lot of frustrating times. I, I will say that. Like I say, I'm a very positive person. I don't, you know, um, generally get down and get negative, you know, which is negative totally, about things. Which is totally fine. But I want to pinpoint mm-hmm. that when you have this thought about your team, that uh-huh. they are limiting your growth because they mm-hmm. are not as committed. Uh-huh. And then you feel this temporary feeling of frustration and you're not reaching out and you're you're resisting the appearance of negativity and you're not posting and you're not sending messages. 
The result of that thought, every time you choose it, even if it's just 10 seconds a day, every day, or once a week, or however often this thought comes to you when you think about your team and how it's limiting you. There's also some victimization going here that I'm seeing like, oh, if I only had more runners and I know you didn't say those words, so I don't want to put words in your mouth, but just hypothetically speaking, there's this underlying, it's like a hangnail in your brain. That's how I like to describe it. It's like this hangnail that's there Uh and it's not ruining your day. It's just this irritation that you can feel when you think Mm -hmm. about it or you encounter it. And so, like you said, you're not, you're not a negative person. You, you, you err on the positive side and you don't let it bleed into your team because you understand the importance of, uh, positivity in your team and avoiding drama in your team. But (coughs) each time that you entertain this belief that the lack of dabblers or sorry, that, that the lack of runners is what's limiting your growth as a team. The result of that thought is I limit my growth. Mm -hmm. And so each time you choose this thought, which feels harmless, your result is even if it's temporary, you limiting your growth. Mm -hmm. So when you hear this thought coming up of my lack of runners limits me to grow my team, when you hear yourself choosing that thought, do you see that you're choosing that thought? Maybe, maybe not. And that's the thing that I want to show you because oftentimes these hangnails in our brain, right? We mm-hmm. don't even realize that they're hurting us because we can, right. we can just ignore them. We're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Just, I just want to know like what to do in my actions because it's my team that's the problem. Okay. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying that I have, that I do everything right and I'm not, it's not, all, it's not all of them. Oh, but like totally. I say, Cause it's 50, 50. Right. Right. It's uh, always 50, 50. Right. Right. I was just pointing out that, you know, that's probably not one of my weak points as far as recruiting, because I feel like I do my part per right. se. I just know that you cannot be a successful leader without having team effort work. In other words, I can't be a diamond by myself. And so. Unless that, you can. And this is what I mean okay. by this. Okay. Okay. When I hit the top of my company, I did not have anyone that was in the top three tiers. Meaning I didn't have a jewel. Uh-huh. which is not common, which is my thought from my, when I talk to different people, they say, I've never even heard of that. And I, I know, I know other people in our company who have done that. 
right? Right. It's actually, yeah, I won't get into it. It's it's actually unique. Um, but that has led me to believe that you can have a lot of dabblers and still get to the top of the company. Oh, really? Yes. That's my belief. But right now your belief is that I have a lot of dabblers, but no runners. And that's, what's holding me back. Right. Your brain is like, fix it mode. It's like, yep. So we have to learn what a successful leader does for IPA. And what does it look like? Because I just have a lot of dabblers, but no runners and it's limiting me. Mm -hmm. And what I would like to challenge you on that belief is that I feel like the reason why I went so fast is because I had a lot of dabblers Mm -hmm. and it was my dabblers that took me all the way to the top. That's good to know. And so now What's happening for you, I think, is you're like, oh, there's another way. And your belief expanded a little bit right now. Like I heard it in your voice. You're like, oh, Uh there's hope. Uh You know, (laughs) even though you didn't say those words, is that accurate? Yes. I was told by someone, I was told by someone that you had to have I don't remember now what it was, but it was like you had to have one or two whatevers. You don't. Ever. Right. Well, I'm good. I'm glad to hear that. That's yes. That encourages me. In some other compensation plans, like if you are from another company and you're listening to this, it's going to vary from company to company, right? But in, um, and I have really educated myself lately in other companies' compensation plans so that I can be a better coach to anyone that comes to this program because I want to be null. I want to have like a basic knowledge of all the different companies' compensation plans so that I can sort of understand when they're talking to me about their different needs. And I know eventually this program will expand out into other companies, right? And uh-huh. as I've compared different companies, I I can see now that yes, some companies require you to have a certain amount of people in a certain amount of ranks. Yes. But ours does not. Uh-huh. So you can change this belief and it might even be instant for you because right. you thought it was a requirement. So it may have only mm-hmm. been a belief for you because you thought it was a requirement. Right. So for example, if you need like to get to the top of our company in the top three tiers, you only need 15 people to have 20 people. That's it. Okay. And so that's 15 dabblers in my opinion. Okay. I got that. You need 15 dabblers. I got that. So if you have a lot of dabblers, is it possible that you are right on track? Uh, yes. How so? Well, I have a lot of dabblers. Like I say, um, let me look back here just a second. I have, um, well, just in general, we average about 25 um, team-wide monthly. And I have um, 
two or three people that could potentially be runners that are, I guess, trying more than the other dabblers. So after hearing what you've said, I believe maybe I am right on target and I'm heading, I'm at least heading in the right direction. I'm not going to give up. I'm not a quitter. Well, clearly. Yeah, clearly. Because you have this belief that you're always going to go, right? Right. Now there's people on your team that might not have that belief. So helping them challenging their beliefs and helping them Uh to develop a new belief is what I believe is what a successful business leader does as a portion of their IPA. Right. So in answer to your question, what does IPA as a successful leader look like? Well, number one, it has, it has different it has different layers, right? First layer is always put your own max oxygen mask on first, meaning uh-huh. do your new reach outs daily, making sure you are personally sponsoring people every single month, right? Right. Uh-huh. The intention of sharing the business opportunity, telling them how much they can make and yes. helping them to make a first post and uh-huh. start and or start with the three most important people in their life or whatever that baseline is for whatever company you are in. Right. Right. Well, I do have in my, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, and so, so just being consistent in that one thing week after week after week is going to bring in new business builders, new runners consistently. Uh And it's the consistency that matters. Right. Now, the second layer is the one I was just talking about, which is IPA for support of your business builders or future business builders. Meaning mm-hmm. each day, just like you would message someone to try the products, to sign up for the products, you're also doing an element of that for people to to influence people to do the business. So what would that Uh look like? Well, it might look like you reaching out to this handful of people that you feel are a little bit more catching the vision than others. You said, I have a couple that are more than dabbling. Yes. So it would look like every single day, a short message or a voice message, like a, a little touch point for them. For example, you might message one and say, Hey, how is it going? What are your goals for the last 10 days of the month? What are you Uh working on? What do you want to achieve? And one of them might say, Oh, I just, I'm feeling in a funk. I don't Uh know if I am meant to do this, you know, (coughs) just not really sure. And, um, so I think, I'm thinking, I'm just going to like you know, start over again in October. Uh And you have an opportunity at this point to either press once more or say, no problem. I'll check back with you October 1st. Right. What I tend to do is, well, always follow my gut, but I tend to always press once more. And then if they push back again, then I give them space. Uh Uh-huh. Meaning I might, they might say to me, I'm just in a funk and I might push back and say, why? Uh Right. And then I might use wisdom and experience to vision cast for them and help them to see 
that it's within their power to get out of that funk right now with their thinking. Mm -hmm. And you can't really tell someone in a bad place. It's just your thoughts that are the problem. You just need to get over your thoughts. So it doesn't really go over well. You could do that, but oftentimes you just come off not connecting and connection is key with this industry, whether it's getting someone to buy your product or getting someone to participate in your business, right? Yes. So at the end of the day, I always ask myself whenever I'm trying to do IPA for leadership development, and this is what I want you to do, and then I'll, we'll go to Brenda, but I really want you to ask yourself every day, what messages am I sending to sell my product? And what messages am I sending to develop a new person in my business? Okay. Because those two minimum baselines are the questions that I ask myself every single day when I sit down to work. And in my head, I have this like invisible checklist where I'm thinking, what have I done today to make money? What have I done today to get a paycheck, right? Well, I need to follow up with so-and-so because she was on the fence. And then, man, if I could just get so-and-so to see that consistently reaching out is going to help her rank up and make more money, she would take off, right? Right. I spent three years trying to get my best friend to do the business and I never gave up on her, but it was a slow process of influencing her over time, helping her to change her belief about what she thought the business was the biggest that for the first three years, she told me nobody cares about $500. I'm not going to post that I'm making (laughs) $500. That's so stupid. And I was like, uh, $500 was so much money to us. When I started, I was like, if I could make $500 extra a month, that would be life-changing for our family. But she's a full-time attorney making tons of money. And she said to me, $500 is what I spend on a dinner out. That's so embarrassing to say I make $500. Right. And so I had to challenge her belief around that for three years when she finally decided that maybe $500 is a lot of money to the majority of her Facebook friends. Uh She went from making $500 a month to $4,000 a month in three months time. Wow. And this is the power of you consistently making sure that you are hitting those two things. Who Mm -hmm. am I bringing in for my product and who am I influencing to change their beliefs about the business? Yeah. Okay. And it can be be somebody who's already on your team, loving their products, who you just know you're like, Oh, they would kill it if they did this. Right. Yes. Or, or someone that's not on your team yet. And you're like, if I could just get them to love the products, I think they would take off. Right. Well, like I had this lady, um, say to me today, which she loves her products and she has done good sharing. She makes posts regularly 
And she started several free rate chats with me. We're about to make her go silver. She's close. But she says to me today, um, I'm wanting this. Her husband is disabled and I want to help our family. And God will let it flow if it's meant to be. So she's definitely on my radar for me to continue to invest in. And, and like she I said, would, I have she would be words. someone that I would put on my business IPA list. Right. Right. Like that's someone that I'm going to be telling, like she gets three, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, if you get three more, you're going to make this amount by the end of the month. Right. Right. And so like little teeny messages like that and vision casting are so powerful with those people. And it's, right. it's your job to show them what the business can do and lean into that energy where energy flows, money goes. Right. Gives, follows. Okay. <laughs> like, <clears throat> that's what I believe. Right? right? And and this this new thought that I think that you can grab onto, and let me know, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a powerful thought that you can write down and add into your wheelhouse is, I can, bi- I can get to the top of my company with a lot of dabblers. Okay. Or, or even a more simple thought, all I need is more dabblers. Good. I got it. Because your brain is going to, your brain's going to go back to this thought of, I have a lot of dabblers, but no business runners. It's going to, it's going to keep grabbing it because it's like a memorized model. Right. And so it's going to grab it and you're going to answer it. When you hear your brain say, I have a lot of dabblers, but no runners, you're going to be like, yep. And all I need is a lot of dabblers. Well, I, well, I, it's it's part of my follow-up to try to help everybody go silver. Yeah. So that's, I have plugged that in uh, several months back. So that's my vision. So that makes me feel good to, hear you say that. So I wrote that down. That's a very important tidbit that I learned today. Well, and it really doesn't even matter. Like any, like this mentality of, I need a lot of dabblers can help you Uh in any shape and form really, because it's the dabblers that turn into the runners as you Uh influence them and see potential in them and develop them. Right. Right. No matter what your compensation plan is, that's always going to be true. Right. And so this thought of all I need is dabblers. Like what feeling comes up for you when you think that? That's really exciting because I'm right on track. I got a lot of them. And when you're excited. (laughs) I'm developing more of them. (laughs) Yes. When you're excited, what do you want to go do? I mean, you know, share and work, you know, like I say, I think hearing that and knowing that that's part of my follow-up anyway, I feel like I'll find more success now because I feel like I know that I can create more dabblers. I don't know that I can create more business runners, but I can definitely create more dabblers because I believe in the whole three concept as far as accountability and helping them get that friendship. Yes. 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 I have believed that since day one, but (laughs) I did really made see, that my big focus. Did you see my funny reel that I made on Friday? About the disciples? Yes. Yes. He got 12 guys I, and then he I, got 12 I've guys. Seen that. <laughs> I've seen that from several people and I think it's one of the best. 
Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, it, it's it's this concept of the power of three and duplication and multiplication, right? It's an eternal yes. concept yes. that always yes. works, right? Yes, absolutely. And so when you hear yourself choosing these old thoughts that you have identified are not serving you, yes, meaning I have a lot of dabblers, but no runners or, and because of that, I'm limited in my growth as a team. The result that's always going to come up every time you choose that thought is I limit my growth. Right. That's always going to be in your result line when you choose those thoughts. A lot of dabblers, but no runners. It limits me to grow as a team. I can't do it alone. All of those thoughts are going to lead to your result of I limit my growth. Right. If we put it in a model. Right. Right. So that that's the toxic thought. That's the thought that's not serving you. But anytime you hear it come up, because you will, your brain is going to offer it to you for a while until we stop believing it. Right. And the way we stop believing it is we keep answering our brain. Yep. All I need is dabblers. Right. A lot of them. I wrote that down. I might write it. You're going to feel excited when you, when you say that, and then your actions are not going to be sitting around thinking about how you don't have control and empathizing how you have more time than others or not reaching out or resisting the appearance of negativity or not posting or not sending messages from excitement. You're going to be like, yes, here we go. And in your result line, you're going to like my my guess is if we put it into a model two weeks from now, a month from now, you know, all I need is more dabblers makes me feel excited. I'm guessing that in your action line, it's gonna be like, I sign up, I I I message people to sign up more, I message my leaders, I post about the business, I post about the products. And your result is, you know, I control my growth. Right. I'm in charge of my growth which is the opposite of I limit my growth. Right. And, and our brain wants us to believe that we just need to learn what to do, but it's our thought that is the key that unlocks it. Right. And I will go to my grave preaching this to you all. You don't need more knowledge past a certain point. Yes. Always grow your skills. I'm constantly learning, taking new classes, new courses, learning how to do the next social media thing, bettering my abilities and skill as a leader. Of course, it's useful to sign up for programs and classes. Right. If you continually sign up for them, or you continue looking for the next new thing, there's time for pause because it's probably your thought that's keeping you from doing it. Like, for example, <clears throat> yesterday when I was coaching on um, that, I'm just a really, I'm, I'm an information uh, person. I collect it. I'm an information gatherer. And it's, it's been, but I can't execute it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard yesterday's call yet, but, no. but when we, it was Kathy and her thought was, I'm about herself. I'm an information gatherer and I am horrible at implementing what I learn. 
right? Mm -hmm. And those things made her think I'm a bad leader, right? But really, she has the power to change that by changing her thoughts about herself. Do you want to believe that you're just an information gatherer and you don't ever execute what you learn? No. Or do you want to be like, I'm going to learn some stuff and then I'm going to go try it out. Right. Right. And so it's, it's our, the, the, the best news ever, which you hear me say this all the time (laughs) is that we take all our power back in our thoughts right now. You're giving it all away to your team with, Mm -hmm. I have lots of dabblers, but no runners. You're like, see, poor me. I'm a victim. Even though you don't, you're not like consciously choosing that. That's what, that's what I'm observing is happening. Right. Right. And you're like, no, 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 no. But it's, it's, it's the best news ever because you get to take your power back in that same place and say, right. All I need is dabblers. That's all. That's all I need. Well, I got that. I got that. And I'm going to, I wrote it down. I'm going to write it down in a few other places. All right. I'm going to work. I'm going to multiply on that. You have been a success today because you've encouraged me. I appreciate you. I'm so glad it's you that encouraged you with all this new stuff. Right. Yes. Thank you. Yes. You're so welcome. All right, Brenda, you're up. (laughs) Thank you, Nan. Thank you. All right, Brenda, what can I help you with? I didn't know if you wanted to pick up from where we were last time. I want to, I want to do what you want to do. So you tell me. I don't know. I'm still kind of stuck in outer darkness. Okay. So tell me what, tell me why. Um, things at home have actually gotten worse and my pain is still at a really high level. Like right now I've been sitting here since like five minutes before we started and my back is like at a pain level of seven and a half. So when I get off of here, I'll have to take painkillers and, um, I have to, my daughter surprised me. I don't know if you saw on Facebook and drove in, um, by herself from Tennessee, um, to spend three weeks, um, which was, I needed it. Like I broke down sobbing for 30 minutes. Um, and it was on a horrible day. Tuesday of last week was a bad day. I had literally on Wednesday left here. So I wasn't home at lunch when someone came home. And um, got a blizzard and sat in my Jeep listening to music, crying, eating a blizzard. Um, And then that afternoon, before someone came home from work, I planned on leaving the house. And my son was like, hey, I need you to hang around. Um, My dad's going to be dropping something off and I need you to be here for it. And actually, he was trying to stall me from leaving the house because Sydney was about to walk in to surprise me. (laughs) And so um, last That's week was so cute. It was awesome. So yeah. if you if you want to see all of it in my horrible sobbing face, because I did take a picture of it, because I do do vulnerable on Facebook, it's all on Facebook. And then I had to keep the secret till Saturday because we drove up to surprise my mom and dad in Fort Worth. Um, oh, so um, God knew I needed that. Last week was bad. It's still bad. Um, I've been on the couch for a week, which does not help my back. Um, but it's better than the alternative. 
And, um, but my pain is really bad. And after I get off here, I'll be taking painkillers and then taking Sydney to a very much needed hair appointment. Um, that's another long story, but, um, can you tell me about what happened last week? Um, so you don't feel comfortable talking about that's fine too. I can ask another way. Um, Wednesday was actually my husband's birthday and my parents you know, they're like, when, you know, let's, we want to make him a brisket. And if you know the cost of beef right now, it's very high. My parents are 80 and 83. Um, and they're like, what weekend do you want to come up? And the weekend before his birthday, he had some stuff at work. And right now he, he, where he works, they sell school furniture. So obviously last year there was no school and this year, their orders have just been crazy because people are making up for last year. And so this summer has just been insane. And he's, the company is still working on Saturdays um, and they're still like 10 weeks behind on orders. And every summer is extra horrible because it's the busy season and I'm the whipping post. So everything comes, you know, he's always in a bad mood, but this year has been really bad. Um, and so the week before his birthday, he really wasn't in the mood. And so I was like, let's do the next weekend, which would have been the weekend we just had. And, but it'll, you know, Cooper was going to be, my son was going to be off on Saturday, but Rick was going to have to work Saturday morning. So I was like, I don't know if he's going to want to come up Saturday afternoon when he gets off or Sunday, even though Cooper wouldn't be able to come up. And she's like, well, talk to him. Let me know. Um, I was like, okay. She's like, we've already found a brisket and, but it's going to have to cook overnight, you know, all these things. And so I kept asking him, he kept not responding. This is before we knew Sydney was coming. Mm-hmm. And um, so Tuesday I'm making dinner and um, sorry, painkillers dry out my mouth. That's oh, okay. He walks in. And I ask him again, dinner is like almost ready, like three minutes till dinner is being ready. And he's like, Jesus, I think Christ, I'm the only person in this family that can't pick what he does for his own birthday. And I'm like, you know what? Never mind. Forget it. Because these are my parents. It's one thing to take your anger out towards me, but don't do it with my parents who are just trying to love you. He is not close to his family at all. I've given him children because he didn't get to raise his children. He was a full-time military. Um, I've given him parents. And so I said, forget it. And we, my son had just left to go change right before dinner. He had just come home from work and we start yelling. And normally I don't engage in it. And when you you first, when he first, I just want to, I just want to clarify this really quickly. So a husband walks in on on Tuesday, Mm -hmm. So Tuesday, husband walks in and says, I'm the only person in this family who can't pick what he does for his birthday. And right, kind and of. You, I and, asked, 
why do you want you know mom's wondering when do you want to come right and he says that he says I'm the only person in this family who can't pick what he does for his birthday and you think what and I said you know what never mind and it's not like is that what you thought like what did you think when my thought was my thought was you can be ugly to me but not to my parents okay. who are trying to love you. You can be ugly to me. Or it's one thing. It's one thing to be ugly to me, but not towards my parents who are trying to love you. Okay. It's one thing to be ugly to me, but not toward my parents who are trying to love you. And what do you, what, well, really not even to love you, but to celebrate you. Right. <laughs> and, and when you have that thought, it's one thing to be ugly to me, but not toward my parents who are trying to celebrate you. Right. What do you feel? What emotion do you feel in one word? Anger. Okay. And when you feel anger, when you were feeling anger, I mean, one of the things that, uh, like, what do you do? And I'll point out some things if you don't say them, but some of the things that you said you did right away was you said, forget it. Right. I shut that down. Said, forget it. And you keep like, in mind, cancel the party. asking him, like you said, for several days. Like, cancel the party like that. You were like, okay, Done. we'll cancel the party. Right. Because I've been asking him for a few days about this. So you decide when you felt anger, you said, forget it, decide to cancel party. What else did you do? Did you stay in the room? Did you leave the room? I did. Because I was literally at the stove finishing up dinner. So I stayed in the the kitchen. Right. And he walked past me because he was going to change clothes and he's trying to yell at me. (laughs) And when you, when you felt anger, what else did you do? I try to block. I tr- So what I've learned to do is not engage. I used to try to engage in his fights um, because I'm a Libra and I try to explain myself and I've learned over the years to just disengage. But, but I, what does that look like for you when you disengage? What do you do with your body when you disengage? I consider the space that he occupies as empty. Okay. Normally I leave the room, but I couldn't because I was cooking. So disconnect physically in mind. Yeah. Okay. Because you, you didn't want to leave the room because you were cooking. So continued cooking dinner was one of our actions, right? Right. For like two minutes. Okay. For two minutes. Uh, anything else you did in that moment when you felt anger? Yeah. So he's trying to talk to me. He's still yelling at me as he walks past me because he's going to our bedroom Mm -hmm. to change clothes. And so I'm trying to still ignore him while he's yelling at me. Oh, ignore him. So, and, and now he's right next to me and I, and I'm like, F off, like stop. And he's like, screw you too. And I turn 
and I look him dead in the eyes and I'm like, screw you. Like that whole, I'm not kidding because I can't walk away. Normally I walk away, but I can't because I'm literally, you're making dinner. This is a, this, this meal is almost finished on the skillet and he keeps walking off into the bedroom and Cooper, tell me what's tell me what else is going on in your mind. Um, I'm actually irritated because I can't walk away, so I'm feeling. But when trapped. you're feeling anger, because the irritation is coming from a new thought, so I want to stick with this. This I'm thought. feeling trapped. Right, but when you were feeling anger initially, when you mm-hmm. thought it's one thing to be ugly to me, but not toward my parents. Mm-hmm. And you feel anger. You said, forget it. You decide to cancel the party, or at least you say so. You stay in the kitchen. You disconnect physically in your mind. You continue cooking dinner for two minutes. You ignore him. You tell him to F off and screw you. <laughs> um, the screw you was not screw you. I'm just being okay. polite. Okay. 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 Got it. Um, and then not saying that you should or shouldn't do this, but just want to point out and, um, and without any sort of like, it's not bad or wrong or whatever, but, uh, judging his actions Mm -hmm. were, was something that you did there as well. Like he, and he shouldn't be doing this, right? Like, um, oh, yeah, for you, sure. Not that you said that, but but that was sort of what I picked up on as you described those things, right? Like he shouldn't be acting this way. Absolutely. Um, that was sort of like the meaning that that came up there. Okay. And then your result from all of this. Um and as soon the, the, the one that I the in, one that the one that I left seeing, the room. Yeah. The one that I'm seeing here. Right. And, and obviously I have the pleasure of knowing you outside of coaching. Right. And Mm -hmm. so, um, the result that I see here, I'm going to share with you with the understanding that this is not a judgment. This is just an observation and knowing that you are someone who is very, um, kind and loving and you care for others and you put others first and all of those things. Right. Um, I try to. yes, like this is your nature, right. But in this moment, when you had this thought, it's one thing to be ugly to me, but not toward my parents who are trying to celebrate you. And from that thought came anger and all the things that we just reviewed. Um, one of the things that I see coming up is I am ugly to myself. I don't uh, necessarily agree with that because I felt trapped. And like I, that that's why I prefaced it with what I said, because right. you were, you were in a situation that some of the things were outside of your control, right? Like we can't control him. But it was like this, this person inside of you came out from that anger. Oh, it's not, right. it's not authentic right. to you. Right. It, so when I, I say I am ugly to myself, it's not that like, 
Right. With the way I was see what I'm trying to say. Yes. In that moment. Like, right. Like this, this inauthentic self came out in that moment where right. you wouldn't normally speak to someone that way. You wouldn't right. normally interact with someone that way. Yeah. It was reactive. Right. And so right. in that, in that moment, from that one thought, it's one thing to be ugly to me, but not toward my parents who are trying to celebrate you. The result that came is I was ugly to myself or I am ugly to myself in that moment. Right. And then a new thought came and you had, we don't know what it is yet, but you had irritation and you ultimately ended up leaving the room. Right. And that was a totally different model. Right. Yeah. But but really just honing in on this thought, right, of it's one thing to be ugly to me, but not toward my parents who are trying to celebrate you. It's that thought that caused the pain. Even though your brain is like, no, he causes the pain. It's him. He did this. And I 100% do the same thing with certain people in my life. But where I where I want to help you see that you can take your power back in this whole situation cuz right now you're giving it all away to him. You're like you are causing this pain. You are causing this problem. Right? But it's your thought about him. He's just your circumstance. Right. And I've blocked that <laughs> circumstance. Resisted it. I've Ignored the space it's in for a week. You're resisting it. And what do we know when we resist something? I don't know. We make it bigger. I mean, it's my world has been more peaceful. Right. Because we are like, this is this is an interesting concept that I was just teaching about a little bit yesterday too. When we uh, when we when we get away from the thing, whether it's quitting a job or uh, removing someone from our life or whatever it is, right? We have instant peace, comfort, mm-hmm. right, relief. So it's no surprise that you have felt better this week, right? Because you've just removed from the situation, not saying that you should or shouldn't, right? Like I probably would have done the same thing in, in certain relationships in my life that, uh, that the person that I'm struggling with is my circumstance. Just like your husband is just your circumstance. That's all he is. And then you have a thought about him and something that he does and it creates your entire experience, right? Right. And of course it would, because you're human. But one of the things that I think here to point out is this thought. It's one thing to be ugly to me, but not toward my parents. It's creating this feeling of anger within you and is totally optional. Well, I can't change his behavior. Right. But I can change my location to his behavior. You can also change your thought if you want to. Which is what I did. 
I right. quit reacting to right. his behavior. One thing that, that I want to offer to you in this moment, because this is like, I feel like last time he said something while you were cooking dinner too. Am I remembering yeah. that right? It's yeah. Like all the drama I hope your business at, fails. All the drama goes down at cooking. As I'm doing something for him. In all, in, in complete humor. I think we just need to do more Uber Eats. Well, no more cooking in a town of 5,000 people. In all so seriousness. There's no in, Uber. In all seriousness. That was, I, in all seriousness. Ironically, until last night, he hasn't had a home-cooked meal in a week. That's funny. Okay. Appreciate so, what you had, buddy. Let's let's look at this. I want to go back to this this circumstance, which is husband. Okay. Husband walks in and says, I'm the only person in this family who can't pick what he does for his birthday. What is another way to interpret that? Well, obviously he wants to do what he, he wants, what he wants for his birthday, but he didn't address that for a week before when I started asking him. So what's another way we know that we know what your brain, we know how your brain interpreted what he said. We know what it did. It said, it's one thing to be ugly to me, but not toward my parents who are trying to celebrate you. That's the way that your brain interpreted it. And of course it did that. Of course it did. But what is another way? Like what if a stranger on the street just heard those words without his voice inflection or his body language? Like some, like human says, that we don't know. Let's pretend he's a stranger. Human set. A human walks in the room and says, I'm the only person in this family who can't pick what he does for his birthday. It's not your husband that says it just for a minute, just for this exercise. It's not him. It's someone on this street that you don't know who says it in a nice voice and looks up and looks and looks like they're crying. Well, I mean, the first thing I would say is what do you want to do for your birthday? Okay. So, so this is so powerful because that's another way to interpret it, but that's what I asked him. Right. But that's not the thought that you picked when he said that, right. That brought the anger that created the experience. Right. (laughs) But it had been asked for a week before Tuesday. Right. But we can't control husband. You already said that you know that we can't control him. And so when we react to him, it ruin it. It's ruining your day, your week when you react to him, because we can't control him, right? Like in your mind, you're like, he should have told me before. Now we wouldn't have bought the brisket. We wouldn't have started cooking. Well, I told them so not expensive. to. Right. Well, I told her to freeze it. And then Saturday I realized, found out she actually already cooked it. But that's why I reacted with, right. Then forget it because we'd already been talking about this for a week. And at that point I was done talking about it. Just forget it. Like I'm done having this conversation and asking you every day, just forget it. And at that point he's talking ugly. So we've identified what happened the, the thought that you had, the thought that you chose when 
when he said that to you, the anger that came from it, and then your actions from anger, and then the result that came out, which was, I am not myself. That might be a different way to say it, right? Right. I was not myself. Or I don't like myself, or I am ugly to myself, or a version of I am not myself, right? Well, it's actually even more than that. In effect, it affects our whole household. Um, it changes the atmosphere of the household. But um, in our result then, line can only be us. Oh. Um, well, I mean, I'm myself now. Right. But in that moment, from that thought that created the anger that you took those actions, the result was I was not myself. Right. And so... We cannot change husband. He's probably, we just, he's probably going to come. God knows that. He's probably going to come and say something to you again when you're cooking dinner sometime again. Odds you know are, when I'm cooking dinner. Odds are. Like you are banned from the kitchen at this odds, point. <laughs> right. Because our brain's like, let's change the circumstance because that'll fix it. Except it doesn't because we can't control husband. Right. Right. And so the, if, if you want to keep having, if you want to keep having this experience with him, when he says words to you at the, at the stove, you, it's, it's all within your thinking and you totally can. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but if you want to stop having anger toward him, where you don't show up as yourself, what I want to show you is that it's in your thought that you choose when he says something that creates your experience and ultimately gives you the result. Showing up. What? I just stopped showing up completely. Yeah. And what do you think about that? It just added to the outer darkness. Yeah. That I was already in. Do you want that result? No, and that just adds to the anger. Like you already know what I'm going through. Why would you add more to it? And then the kids and I went ahead and went Saturday anyway. And I so then me being me, if you knew my full history, I still, no matter <laughs> how many times somebody shows me who they really are. I still try to see the best in them. So we decided to go up to surprise my parents Saturday anyway, but Cooper had a meeting at work. So we got out of here later than we expected. By the time we left, Rick was going to be home from work. So we swung back by the house. He was home. And I said, we're headed to Fort Worth because I wasn't even going to tell him where we were going. Do you want to go with us? And he said, this is the first time I had talked to him since Tuesday night. And he said, nope, go ahead. So even given the opportunity to make it right, he chose not to. Did you want him to come? I wanted him to go so that the four of us were together to surprise my parents. Even though there would be no brisket, it didn't matter. The family would be together for the most part. The older two wouldn't be there, but... He would be part of the surprise to my family. Um, I didn't really want to 
be in his presence, but it was for the greater good of the family. It's kind of interesting though, that you don't want him there, but you want him there. I know because it's the greater good of my family. Is it? Yes. Cause so explain my, like my daughter will say, I wish you got the version of Rick that we get. He is great with my kids, not counting my oldest daughter. They have a very strange relation. It's a long story. And my parents love him. I mean, I'm telling you, I get a different version of him than everybody else gets. And here is the thing that I want to show you is that our relationship with other people exists in our thoughts. And has nothing to do with them. I'm okay, except. <laughs> and and it's okay. It's okay if you don't accept it. Because I'm, I have, I, I have a control what comes out of his mouth. That right. People witness. That right. He treats me different than he treats everybody else. Right. But it's your thoughts about how he's acting that's creating your relationship with him and your experience with it all. And, and it's, of course it would do that. It's there you go being human again, right? Like this is your husband, like have compassion for yourself in this place, right? Like this is your husband. You would prefer if he spoke to you differently. You would prefer if he did things differently because he interacts differently with your parents. He interacts differently with your kids. He People like him, but he treats you differently, right? Like your brain is like a little bit victimizing self here for some reason. I mean, like Tuesday night, Cooper comes out of his room and he said, what happened? I left the room for two minutes because as soon as Cooper left the room, Rick acted differently. What do you want to think? Like if you could go back and relive that situation, you, one of the things you said to me when I asked you, what are other ways to interpret what he said? Like if it wasn't your husband, it was someone you didn't know, it was someone on the street, didn't do it with the same voice inflection. Because as humans, we're really good at reading people, right? Like you can describe to me his body language and the voice inflection that he said it in when he said, I'm the only person in this family who can't pick what he does for his birthday, right? Well, my first thought is because I listened to Emily Gibson, I would hear, oh, he's victimizing himself. (laughs) And And then you're getting in his model, which is totally fine, but that's actually, that thought is almost taking your power back a little bit when you choose that, right? Because you're like, oh, see, he's just being human instead of he's out to make me feel miserable. I was just exasperate. There's just so many feelings. Just. We've been talking about this for a, for a week. There's so many feelings. You don't want to go. There's so many feelings because there's so many thoughts for every thought. There's a feeling. And so whenever you're, whenever your body, whenever you're like, there's so many feelings, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling irritated. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling, you know, like a victim or whatever it is. 
in your mind, when all of those things are happening, I want you to be like, oh my gosh, there are five different thoughts creating all of these emotions. And what are they? It's just exasperation. Because of all the thoughts. Right. And so I'm going to give you one tip of a thought that might bring a little of your power back. Because right now we're giving all the power away to husband still. And I don't think so now. But in this situation, in that, you're still in that giving moment, the power away to him. But he's just your circumstance. He's just your circumstance and your brain created everything else. And it's like, because of him, but it's because of your thought about him that it was created, that the anger came, that the reactions came and the result was not what you wanted, which is I was not myself. Right. Right. So something that, that I would challenge you to do whenever he does this stuff and your brain is like, he shouldn't be acting this way. You can answer it with it. What's your husband's name? Rick. Rick. Mm -hmm. You can say, yep, Rick's gonna Rick. Right. There he goes again. Rick's gonna Rick. Right. And in that situation, he walks into the kitchen and says, I'm the only person in this family who can't pick what he does for his birthday. Your brain says, in your mind, you don't say it out loud. I would not recommend saying this out loud to him. Please don't. <laughs> in your mind, you might say, Rick's going to Rick. And your brain's going to be like, and he shouldn't. And you'd be like, yep, Rick's going to Rick. There he goes being human again. My guess is that anger is not going to overtake from that thought, Rick's going to Rick. Because when I choose that thought with people in my life that I can't control, the feeling that comes from that is actually peace. Even when they're doing something that would normally infuriate me, when I choose the thought, Rick's going to Rick, well, that's why I removed myself. But you removed yourself not from Rick's gonna Rick. You removed yourself from irritation, and we don't know what that thought was because we didn't we didn't isolate it yet. Well, mine is I don't want to be around it. Right. It's it's but what if you couldn't get abusive. away with it? Like what I what I'm saying though is to create your experience, we want to challenge the thoughts that are doing that. Meaning he says words to you. I mean, I would have to brace myself for every conversation because you never know when it's going to flip. And, and so knowing that that is what's going to happen every time is exhausting because of the thoughts you have about it. For example, I used to have a thought about someone in my life. And my thought was, I'm scared of her. So why would you stay around her? Because I can't control her. She's a loose cannon. 
So why would you this stay around a, that person? This, was a, this is a family member of mine. Oh, that's why you had to stay around her. It was a family member. Okay. And sometimes, sometimes, so this thought of I'm scared of her was not serving me because in the end, my result was always, I don't like myself or I'm scared of right. me. I don't I'm like to become around that person. Right. Or I'm scared of me. And so naturally we're like, cut them out. Right. Here's the wall. Change the circumstance, but it doesn't fix it. Because so what I, what I did for myself to try to adjust that is I said, why am I scared of her? And I wrote down all the reasons that I was scared of her. Well, you make, you told me last time to make a list of all the things I wish he was. Yeah. And I actually didn't want to do it. I did it, but I didn't yeah. want to do it. And so this time you could write down all the reasons why I'm scared. I'm not of, scared. Of the next interaction. But there's there's some fear there. I'm not scared. I'm just tired. There, but there's there's uncertainty around the next interaction that comes up. It's just exhausting. And my pain is exhausting. Right? Because, yes, and the pain. But one of the things that I think could help so much is, number one, repeatedly telling yourself, Rick is just my circumstance. Don't you think I should change my circumstance? That's the, only, you know, the answer to that. Well, I can't right now. Why not? Because money. Okay. Remember my health, my marriage, my but money, all of that. If you really wanted to do it, you could figure it out. I am starting to figure it out. I'm right. actually doing a mass purge of everything I own to try to get out of debt. And last week I ended up selling like $200 worth of stuff in my house. And see, that's your brain showing you that there are other options because there's this black and white thinking of I'm trapped. I'm stuck. Right. I can't leave because of money. But really what else is true? Well, we could go into more debt. But we I still need my with, nine could, people this month. We could go but, live with parents. We could no, we could sell our right. things. I know we don't want to, but we could. But I still haven't done my nine people this month. And if I'd done it for the last three months, that would have been two credit cards I got paid off. But, but it the doesn't, idea doesn't really of, serve to like live in the past. I know, but this month is still here. I can yeah. still do nine this month, but sitting at the table the idea of it makes me literally to start crying because your brain is like, we could die. No, I'm not going to die. Right. But But pain, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like my body rejects the idea because it knows the pain. Right. Of sitting. It's trying to keep you safe. Right. Yeah. So it's all, like I said, the first time the whole marriage money business is so all intertwined. It's crazy. And, and by deciding to stay with him, 
You can choose any thought about it that you want, but the thoughts that you choose that are bringing anger, irritation, frustration are creating an experience that you have described as miserable. And so if we can't leave it's more like despair, despair, if we can't leave the circumstance, if you're choosing to stay with husband, then you can continue to feel despair or you can change your thoughts and create a different experience. Well, I'm trying to look at it as opportunity to purge. Well, and, and it's going to take time because how long have you guys been married? Ten, we've been married 10 years together, almost 13. So we're talking about like 13. 10 years. We're talking about 10 years of memorized thinking. Right. About and also gaslighting. Right. When In hindsight. I can, I can pinpoint when this started, this behavior started, I can pinpoint the exact moment. And the way for you to change the experience right now without leaving the marriage is for you to decide how you want to feel in the future and what you want to think about all of this in the future, because you can feel peace right now by questioning your beliefs that you've had for the last 10 years. Or you can just leave the house. Oh, I do that when I need peace. And both are available to you. Whenever it gets to be too much, get in the Jeep, crank the music. Right. Do a, do a little dance party, Emily Gibson style. <laughs> there, there's only my one online like, mentor karaoke going. I agree. You're my online mentor that you don't know you are. Oh, I'm so glad you are. I'll I just listen to keep, your trainings. I I'll listen to keep, your podcast. Thank you. I'm so glad. Okay. Brenda, two things in closure here. Number one, Write down the thought, Rick's going to Rick. And the other thought is. The other thought is Brenda is going to (laughs) Brenda. Yes. And if you knew me really well, that's a little terrifying. Well, let's, let's, let's stick to Rick's going to Rick. And Rick is just my circumstance. And every time that he says something that you don't think he should be saying or should be doing, you have the option to pick those two thoughts. Okay. And notice when you don't pick them, the experience you create for yourself. Is this odd to talk about compared to everybody else talking mostly about business? I don't think so. I mean, my thought is no, I don't think so. I don't think it's odd at all. I think that we all have human brains and we all have a human experience. And a lot of people are uh, afraid to talk about what their brain is really thinking and doing in situations and benefit 
from people that have the courage to share what's going on in their brain and in their most intimate relationships. Most people don't see the side of my life because it's not my highlight reel on Facebook. Right. Of course. Nobody's is. I'm a little apprehensive that so many people see this or rewatch this might message him and be like, hey, do you know your wife's talking about this? And I'm like, so what? What if they do? And and if a conversation ever if a conversation ever happened like that, you could decide how you want to answer it. It's my truth. What are you gonna do about it? Right. I haven't said anything that's untrue. So you're just sharing your experience and working it out in your brain instead of resisting it. Right. And because I feel like part of this holds me back in my business because I feel like all of this is intertwined. It is because whenever we have thoughts that have a net negative in our results, it is going to affect other areas of our life. I mean, and I didn't even why thought coaching is so powerful and can change everything for you when real quick. You let me thought. tell you what happened. I think I even sent you a message while you were gone to Mexico. We're sitting at the kitchen table. This is my dining room. And he's telling me about the bank sending him, uh, calling him about this credit card offer. And he's like, I already have a credit card with you. Oh, well, you can have two. This one's only 6.34. And he's like, well, my other one, it's a $10,000 limit. And he's, or, or at first they tell him it's a $10,000 limit. And he's like, oh, well, that's not bad. What's, but what's the interest? And they're like, oh, it's only 6.34. And we're eating dinner and I'm listening to him. And he's like, oh, well, why would I do that when my debt consolidation one is zero? And then I realized he's telling me all of this because he wouldn't sign that paper for me for my, I was trying to get him to sign a proof of income form not co-sign to help me with my debt consolidation. And I realized that's what I needed. I needed 12, but this was 10,000 at six. I was trying to take out a loan at 12 for like 24% just to get it lowered. And I realized he was actually gloating at me. And I said, why are you even doing this? And right then Sydney happened to call. And he, he was literally just being cruel. And remember, he's my just, therapist was like, just your circumstance. And thankfully, Rick gonna, and I was, Rick I heard your voice Rick. in my head. Yes. <laughs> I, I Rick is going to Rick. Rick is going like, to Rick. He's just I gotta put that in my model. <laughs> yes. You can run a model on it. Yeah. Because I think the thing that always is going to help you is, do I want to believe that he's doing it to gloat? Do I want to believe oh, yeah, that he's sure. doing it to be hurt? It was the look in, on his face and the smirk. And I was like, and he was hitting all the key points. But you feeding into it is what's causing you the pain. Right. And right and when knows, I was starting to get upset. He, he knows that he has power over you because he right. knows you're going to feed into it. So where I think you could take all your power back is when 
he, when he does something like that, and normally your brain is like, yeah, he's gloating. He's doing this to hurt me. You could turn it back around in your mind and say, that person is hurting. Hurt people, hurt people. Right. Like he, it's a bully mentality. Instead of he is hurting me, he must be hurting. And then you create your experience by changing your thoughts because we can't change him ever. Right. So he's your circumstance. I was just, Rick's going to Rick. How, how, I would never, if I had the power to help someone, I would help them. I wouldn't, I guess it's that whole, I expect the best out of people. And I would never do that to someone, much less someone I claim to love. And it floors me that I am married to someone like that. And so I guess doing a Again, model, my like thought, <laughs> doing a, doing a model around that. Why am I choosing that? Is that what I really want to choose? Is that what I want to be? And if the answer is yes, then do I want to continue thinking that, right? Like this is where the self-coaching daily, picking one thing to coach yourself on daily is so powerful. So Thank you for sharing everything that you shared, Brenda. Thank, Thank you, you for helping me. I appreciate you You're so, so much. Welcome. I love it. And this is, I mean, this is a 10 year relationship. So it's going to take time and telling ourselves that it should be going faster. Isn't really useful either. You know, right. so, I mean, it's like, just like your health, you didn't get here in a day, right? Yes. So this is just, this is really powerful work to do in your life. And, you know, I just appreciate, um, you know, being able to, to give you some tools to help you and, and we'll keep working on it. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, guys, have a good one. Bye. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, we can work on goals, and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.